Let's get into this word this morning. So the title of this message is going to be Food for the Journey. Amen. Hallelujah. Food for the Journey. Amen. The scripture we're going to start out with is John chapter 6, verse 35. Amen. So much as I was studying the word and it was amazing. Amen. When you read the word of God, you just, it's, it's a living revelation, right? Amen. Hallelujah. So John chapter 6, verse 35 in the Amplified, it reads like this. And Jesus replied to them, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. And the one who believes in me as Savior will never be thirsty. And it goes on to say in parentheses, for the one, for that one will be sustained spiritually. Amen. So I want to focus on a few moments, amen, on Jesus being the bread of life. Again, food for the journey. Amen. Hallelujah. So point number one, you need to partake of the bread of life. Amen. You need this more than you know. Amen. Thank God for those of us that have accepted the bread of life. But for those that have not yet, that might be on the fence, I encourage you this morning. I remind you, if I may say admonish you, you need the bread of life. Amen. And who is the bread of life that we're talking about, church? Jesus Christ. Amen. That's who we're talking about this morning. Amen. And the word of God says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Actively seeking right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. How many of us this morning can say, I want to be satisfied? Amen. We want to be satisfied this morning. Amen. And Jesus plainly put it out there for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Where we could understand. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Also, the word of God says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 and 33, it says, therefore, take not saying what we shall eat what we shall drink or wherewithal we shall be clothed but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you how many of us know this morning that the bread of life Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God amen hallelujah and let me show you some scripture on that first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 says, but it is him that you, but it is from him that you are in Christ who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness, amen, Amen. and redemption, right? Amen. Amen. Thank God that Jesus is our righteousness, Amen. amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Again, what are we talking about, church? Food for the journey, right? Amen. So, Jesus made it very clear in the sixth chapter of John that not only is he the bread of life, but he is also the bread of truth. Amen. Amen. He's also the bread of truth. See, we live in an age of great deception, right? We've been talking about it, Matthew 24, verse 4. Jesus said, take heed, let no man deceive you. I'm pretty sure if you can look around, amen, you will notice we are in an age of great deception, right? Again, Jesus is not only the bread of life, but also the bread of truth because he foretold this before it even happened, right? Because again, the spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. He tells us beforehand, right? So that's why the church shouldn't be reactionary, right? We should be proactive amen and thank god for an angel of the house that has a spirit of prophecy that tells us beforehand 
right? Beforehand. Now, again, we need to listen, right? Amen. God can tell us, but the Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Amen. Thank God that if we're willing and obedient to the prophetic word from the Lord, how many of us know we don't need the vaccine? Amen. Hallelujah. How many of us know we know when to stock up because a famine's coming, right? Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for that. Amen. We need to be craving and hungering for the things of God. I want you to realize this is very crucial. We have to crave constantly and hunger for the things of God. Amen. Again, Jesus is the bread of life. So what should we be craving? Church, can anybody tell me this morning? We should be craving Jesus. We should be hungering for Jesus. And whatever it is that you're hungering for, whatever you have an appetite for, that is what you will pursue, right? So we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to keep our eyes on his word. The Bible says hearing Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So what should we constantly be doing? We should constantly be in the word. Should we constantly be at church? We should constantly be at KCOH, listening to the man of God. Give the fresh manna from heaven, right? Getting instructions, getting wisdom, getting direction. In these last and evil days, amen, we need to be in the house of God, right? We need to be hearing constantly because the Bible says faith comes by what again? Hearing and hearing, amen. That's in Romans chapter 10 verse 17 amen so we need more than just another juicy steak right we need move we need to move past depending on the physical stuff the natural right we need more than just a smoothie right now I'm not saying smoothies are bad I'm not saying steaks are good because again like the Bible says you will eat the good of the land right if we're obedient so juicy steaks are good smoothies are great but if you read the chapter here, chapter, chapter 6, right, amen, after Jesus had given, had fed the 5,000, right, because the Bible says that he gave thanks first, right, took the two fish and the five loaves, and we go back to the principle that thanksgiving is the seed for more, and Jesus perfectly emulated that for us, amen. So what are we talking about, church? Food for the journey, right? Amen. So after Jesus... Yeah. After Jesus went ahead and fed the 5,000. Amen. Okay. So what happens after that? If you keep looking in the scripture, right? After the disciples made their way over to Capernaum, right? Before that, Jesus departed from the crowd because they wanted to make him a king, right? Because he perceived that they wanted, to for- they wanted to force him to be a king, right? So he had to depart from that, from that scene right there. So the disciples went on without him for a time. But... How many of y'all know that Jesus got back in the boat, right? And I want you to see something very crucial about that. Again, food for the journey, the bread of life is Jesus, right? Okay, so right here in chapter 6, verse 21 of the book of John, right? It says right here, this was after they saw Jesus walking on the water, right? It says, he said, it is I, be not afraid, verse 20. And verse 21, he says, then they willingly received him into the ship, And immediately the ship was at the land where they went, right? They needed to get to Capernaum, right? But you'll notice that after they they received Christ willingly into their boat, right? They got there immediately, right? Because as we've learned, the anointing of God speeds us up, right? Amen. So we're talking about the bread of life, amen? So they received Jesus. So think about it this way for a moment. Your life is a boat. Your life, right? 
Your life is a boat. Okay, so you need to willingly receive the bread of life. You need to willingly let Jesus in your boat. Matter of fact, you need to give Jesus the steering wheel to your life so that he can accelerate you, right? Again, we're talking about food for the journey because we all got places we got to get to in God. We all got destinies, physical or spiritual, amen. We got to move from glory to glory, amen. And we need the bread of life, amen. We need Christ. We need his anointing. He is the anointed one, amen. So again, we have to willingly receive him. Amen. We have to willingly receive the Lord. Amen. We have to move past. Okay, I know about Jesus. I've heard about Jesus. I know he loved me. I know he died on the cross. Amen. Glory to God for that. But have you willingly received the Lord into your life? That's what I'm asking you this morning. Amen. Because again, you need to partake in the bread of life. It is a need that you need to fulfill. Amen. If you have not done so already. Amen. So as you go ahead and go on, right, you realize the people, they're like, well, where's Jesus? Where, 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 where'd he go? I, I don't see him right there. I don't see a ship here, right? As you keep reading, it says, when the people, it says here, the day following, when, and verse 22, the day following when the people stood on the other side of the sea, they saw that there was none boat there, save one wherein to his disciples entered, and that Jesus was not with his disciples in the boat, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Right, as you keep on reading, you'll realize that other ships came. Amen. Howbeit that there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread after the Lord had given thanks. Right? And it goes on to say, When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. Right? So they took it upon themselves, say, Hey, we got more ships here. Let's go on and get in. We need Jesus. Let's go look for him. Right. The Bible does talk about seek and ye shall find right now. We have to be actively seeking. Now, they weren't just there talking about, man, I sure wish Jesus would come back. Man, that bread tasted really good. Them fish, man, they were delicious. No, they made a conscious decision. We're going to get in this boat. We know where he is at. We're going to go where he is because I know that if he did it the first time, he will do it again. Amen. Hallelujah. So and that's exactly what they did when they had found him on the sea. On the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou hither? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat the loaves and were filled. Right? So these people came, their motive, their motive was just in the natural. Their motive was not, well, let me go beyond what I can see. Let me go beyond what Jesus gave me in the natural. I was hungry in the natural, but let me go ahead and partake more of that loaf that he gave, more of that fish. Right? But watch this. It says, labor not. This is Jesus still talking. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which is the Son of Man, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. Him hath God the Father sealed. What are we talking about again? The bread of life. We're talking about food for the journey, right? He just told them right here, work not for the meat that perisheth, right? You got to move on the natural, right? Yes, God will provide for you in the natural. Yes, he will. He will. He is a good, good father. Amen. He provides to us the breath in our lungs. He provides to us the strength in our bodies because what does the Bible say? In him, I have, I have my being. In him, I move, right? Amen. 
So therefore, what Jesus was trying to get across to them, if you keep on reading, it says, Then they said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Right? So right here we can clearly see that initially when they went seeking for Jesus, they just wanted to have their need met again. Right? But Jesus, but Jesus helped them out. Amen. He said, this is the work of God. This is what you should do. That ye believe on him, on Christ, on him whom he has sent. Right? And it says, they said therefore unto him, what signs showest thou then that we may see and believe on thee what, what thou work? Our father did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. So what is Christ referring to? He's referring to himself. Again, Jesus is not only the bread of life, but also the bread of truth. Right? Again, for the bread God is... For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. So again, you need to partake of the bread of life. Amen. Because the Bible talks about right here very plainly. He says, he goes on to say, I am the bread of life. Because see, I like how Jesus explains things. Right. Because at first they, they, they weren't understanding. They, they again, they were in their carnal mind and Jesus had to actually explain it to them and responded to them saying, I am the bread of life. Yeah. He that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I want you to really key in on that hunger and thirst. Amen. The root, the Greek word for hunger is pianeo. It means to earnestly desire to be in need of, right? We got to move past our carnal desires. Right? We got, in other words, we got to move past what are we going to eat today? What are we going to drink today, right? I'm going to take it to the scripture before I go to the next thing. It says in Luke chapter 4, verses 18. Luke chapter 4, verses 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What's good news to the poor? What is it that the poor desire, right, in the natural sense, right? They desire money. They desire to get out of the hole. They desire to pay off their debts. They don't want to be poor anymore, right? But as we know in the kingdom, God gives us the wisdom how to make money. But as we know, the rules of the kingdom are opposite to the rules of the world. Because the world will tell you if you're poor, you need to work five jobs. You need to work three jobs. You got to keep your hustle on. That's the only way to do it. But no, the Bible says in Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over shall men give unto your bosom. So, the world says you need to take, 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 take all that you can. But God says, give, 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 give. And it shall be given unto you. And who is God going to use to do it? Men. Mankind. Amen. Hallelujah. So good news to the poor is not just, hey, 
Let me show you how to make money. No, no, no. Let me let me show you that it's not take, it's give, and you get more money, right? Amen. Can somebody attest to that this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So gospel means good news, right? So that's good news to the poor. It goes on to say, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, right? In other words, if you're a broken person, Amen. You've gone through heartaches, you've gone through troubles, you've gone through tribulations in life. Jesus does not only want to make you rich, he also wants to heal you. He also wants to make you whole because we're more than just emotions, right? We are, we have a mind, we have a will, and we have emotions, right? God wants us not to be fragmented, right? So not only does he want you to make you rich, take, take you from the dunghill like our pastor priest and pull you out, but he also wants to heal your broken heart. Amen? Also, it goes on to say, preach deliverance to the captives, right? How many people need to be set free from addiction? Amen? From bad behaviors. Amen? Things that don't prosper them, things that hurt them and those around them, right? So, he wants to bring deliverance as well to the captives, that recovering of the sight to the blind and to set at liberty those, them that are bruised. Amen. So again, we're talking about the bread of life, right? We're talking about more than just the natural things. Amen. Again, we need to partake of the bread of life because not only will God satisfy us in the natural, he'll satisfy what the natural can't touch. Amen. So if you, if you have mental issues, right, it don't matter how much money you have, you can go to all the psychologists you want, but until you let the bread of life come, set deliverance to you from, your, from whatever you're captivated of, in your mind, whatever stronghold you have, money's not going to solve that. No, it is the blood of Jesus. It is the sacrifice that he made on the cross. Amen. Because he already said it in Luke 4, 18, I came to preach deliverance unto the captives. In other words, you don't don't have to be mentally bound anymore you don't have to be bound to smoking weed you don't have to be bound drinking alcohol you don't have to be an adulterer anymore you don't have to live in the dunghill no more because jesus is the bread of life amen gives life to every situation of your life because john 10 10 said that i came to give life and life in abundance the devil came to kill still and to destroy that's what satan came to do to kill, still, and to destroy. But thank God that he sent the bread of life. Amen. Hallelujah. We give God glory for that. Amen. Again, you need to keep your appetite for Jesus strong. You need to keep it strong. Amen. Strong and fresh in these days. Amen. But how do we keep it strong and fresh? We have to keep our eyes on his word. We have to fellowship with the Lord. Amen. Every day. We need to fellowship with God. We need to get into his word. Amen. So that way we can keep our appetite fresh. For example, if you have a restaurant, amen, somebody goes to a restaurant or you go to a restaurant, man, you know what? That's really good over there. Y'all need to go, right? Somebody heard you say it. Somebody heard that word from you. Oh, I got to go over here because they said it's pretty good. Well, the same thing when we go out and evangelize, right? We tell them about the goodness of God. Amen. Hey, man, God has done this for me. God has healed me. God can heal you. You go to my church, you will get delivered. Amen. So they hear this. Well, let me go over there. there. There's that appetite. It stirs it up. It stirs it up. Amen. Jesus told them, I am the bread of life. He knew he had to tell them. Again, like the word of God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jesus told him, I am the bread of life. 
Amen. For the bread of God is he was coming down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus also is the will of God. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. So that is the will of God for humanity. That they get born again. That they receive the bread of life and get saved. Right? Because God is not willing that any man should perish but that all men come to repentance. So that's God's will right there. So Jesus is the will of God. And again, Jesus is the life of God. Amen. According to John 1, 3 through 4 says, All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing that was made that has come into One thing was made that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Amen. So Jesus is also the life of God. I'm going to say this because I know in the culture we live in an age of great deception, but thank God here at Kingdom Church, the word of God is taught just the way it is. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Okay, Jesus is God that came down in the flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. Why do I need to say that? Because, we, again, we live in a time of great deception where people have the audacity to hold a Bible in one hand and deny that Jesus is God. Come on, Hebrew Israelites. We need to be certain that we stay hungry and thirsty for Jesus. Thank God for evangelism. Amen. God can use us to stir the yearning in people and partake in that bread of life. The righteousness of God, the meat and the will of God, and that salvation is through Jesus Christ. So we shouldn't lose sight that we are on a journey, the walk of faith. It says 2 Corinthians 5 through 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight because we are certainly in a race against time. We're in a race against time, church. Hebrews 12.1 says, Wherefore seen, we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We're talking about food for the journey. We have a race to run. We have to be patient. We need Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. He gives us life. He gives us strength. He gives us insight. Amen. We need Jesus to run this race. Amen. Amen. So where the power of God is the power of God is made available. Amen. It's made available here for whatever it is you need from the Lord. Hallelujah. The hunger and thirst for God's righteousness gets stirred up in people's lives here. Married, married, now married women, now married women don't have to be barren anymore. Notice I said married women, married women, right? Amen. To their naturally born husbands, amen. Okay, naturally born women, and we got to say it in today's culture, amen. Hallelujah. People with mental issues can get delivered. People without money can become wealthy. Marriages on the brink of divorce can be reconciled. The lost can be born again. The backslider can come back to God. Amen. And I want to know who in here is thirsty and hungry for God. Amen. I just want to ask you that question. Who here is thirsty? If you've already accepted the bread of life, amen. But we can we can always eat more, right? Like when you go to that buffet, that one spoonful, that's pretty good. But you know what? I know there's more. I know I can get some more. I know there's more than this. So even if you've already accepted Christ into your boat, hey, 
You need him every day. Amen. He's good every day because the Bible says that God is good all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, church, again, I wasn't going to be before you long. And I wanted to close with this. Amen. That if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now is the time to make that decision because tomorrow is not promised unto us. Remember, Jesus is the bread of life. You need him more than you know. Amen. You need to be born again. That's what God wants for your life. Amen. So if you do not know Jesus, amen, I invite you to make that decision today, that resolute decision. I just want to let you know that God loves you. I want to let you know that Jesus already died for you and that Jesus rose again on the third day in his physical body. The Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. The Bible says that we, he was wounded and he was bruised for our transgressions. Amen. So Jesus already suffered the penalty that was due to us. Our disobedience, our rebellion towards God, Jesus took it upon himself. The Bible says that it pleased God to bruise him. So Jesus stood in the gap for us. He went to that cross and he died. The Bible says he that knew no sin became sin. Jesus being a perfect man, sinless before God, took all of our sins upon himself and nailed him to the cross. Amen. So I want to encourage you this morning, if you don't know Jesus, amen, the altar is open, amen.